after they've done all they can do. It is certain. Certain as to their thinking that they're not going to make it. Paul's still down in the belly of the ship. Praying. I wonder if he might have said, Lord, was it enough to be in prison? Isn't it enough to be hated by people that you love? Isn't it enough to be despised by people that you're trying to help? Isn't that enough to endure? Isn't it enough to endure that kind of love? All for the sake of the gospel. Oh, Paul, remember the thorn. Remember the thorn and remember when the prison bar went shut behind you. Remember, remember when they swore that, that they would see you die. Remember when I told you. Remember when you stood in front of Agrippa and he mocked you and he said, in a, in a more convenient time, at a more convenient time, I might would listen. And you poured out your heart to him and cared for him and in love for him, wanting to see him come to the eternal knowledge of grace. It's not vain, Paul. But remember, my grace has been sufficient. And even though that no one has ever seen, even though the hardened captain of the ship has never seen a storm like this, Paul, my grace is sufficient, and I'm keeping my promise to you, and on the very day that you accepted me on the road to Damascus, and I told you then that you would speak before kings, and you would stand before Caesars, and Paul, I'm keeping my promise to you, and I don't care what kind of storm that Satan may blow forth and try to destroy you. You are my man, you are my man for this time and this place, and I'm going to use you, and I'm going to bring you through. My grace is sufficient. Paul stood before that group of prisoners and soldiers and said, this night, the holy angel of God has stood in my presence and told me that not one life would be lost. If you, if you will listen, if you will obey God has given to me. My grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. Oftentimes we become frustrated and frustrated. We begin to run in our own ways, trying to make our own solutions. God says, you listen, you obey. But it all begins with a thorn. It all begins with a thorn. I wonder how many times that Paul must have thought, Lord, I thank you for the thorn. I thank you for the pain. I thank you for the agony. I thank you for the sleepless nights up on my knees. I thank you for the calluses. 
Lord, I thank you for everything that you, you brought me through. He said, gladly, most gladly. Most gladly. Not just gladly. Not just a little gladly, but most gladly. I mean, with enthusiasm in his voice, not with a cry upon his face, but with enthusiasm, most gladly, Lord. Therefore, well, I read her glory, my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Thank you, Lord, for the little thorn that I thought I couldn't endure. That thorn that I thought that I just couldn't make it. But Lord, because of the thorn, I've not only been able to endure that, I've not only learned that your grace was sufficient in that small, little, insignificant matter in my life that I thought was so devastating, I've not only learned that your grace was sufficient in that, but I've learned that your grace is truly sufficient in all things. No matter how great, no matter how small, no matter how insignificant, no matter how painful, I have learned not only that your grace is sufficient, but that your strength is made perfect in weakness. Thank God for today. Thank God for today. When you come to the place that you exhaust your resources, when you cast yourself prostrate at his feet, call upon him and say, Lord, I've tried everything. I've done everything I knew that I could do. But I can't. But you can. And as Jesus told us over in the book of Matthew, he said, because of your unbelief, he says, for I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, he shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. Nothing shall be impossible to you. You know why? Because thorns prepare us to be mountain movers. Thorns prepare us to be mountain movers. And as the Bible tells me, the Bible tells me I am victorious, I am a winner, I am an overcomer, I am triumphant. And in the last book of the Bible, on the last page, it tells me that I win because he wins. And it tells me that no mountain can stand before me. And if the Bible says that and you don't believe it, and you know what? The mountain is still going to be there. But if the Bible which says that, and you believe it, then why is your mountain looming still before you? All things are possible. Him and that believe it. But thorns make us mountain movers. Let's stand.
Father. No doubt. No doubt. There is at least one, if not many, if not all. And as we stand before you this morning, that there are mountains in our life. As we stand before you this morning, there may even be not just a mountain, but there may be a thorn. So long that we have asked that you might remove it. Lord, you reminded us over and over that my grace is sufficient. Even at this trying time in our life, you're speaking softly and tenderly. My grace is sufficient. Don't worry, little child. I still love you. I still care for you. Please don't continue to push me away. Let me in your heart. Because that's the only way I can work the healing. I want to work. I want to wait. I can touch you the way I want to touch you. I may have to leave a reminder of the path that you are traveling. But remember this, child. I love you more than anything else in the universe. Far more than anything else I have created. Because I gave all that I had, even just for you. And I'm going to keep my promises. I'm going to keep my promise. I'll never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. Jesus, thank you.